Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Avet came here from Team Sirius. This week on the show, Beck talks all things transition, like how to set up your bike and transition with helmet, shoes and towel, key tips to make it faster and smoother. She also covers fueling during and after workouts. I hope you enjoy it. So you guys, we are an hour early today, just for today. Um, we're going to have some other coaches jump on in the next week or two, but can see seven people on hopefully i can see your questions coming on here let me see i hope i'm in the right place <laughs> pretty sure i'm on the tri club page yeah i am that's good <laughs> so you guys welcome welcome um didn't see many questions um at all come in from the live chat post so hopefully um, if you guys had any questions, put them up now. I didn't really see any at all on there, so I, but I saw a lot of people are going to join us. Um, yeah, a few sorries, but that was about all for now. So let us know, you guys, if you've had any questions. Hopefully, um, hopefully I'm going to be able to see your questions uh, <laughs> on here. So I've never done it before from my Chrome, so... Write some questions just if you have them, you guys. Um, let us know. If you're on, say hi so I can see you, so I know this is working really well and you guys can hear me. Just help me out a little bit here. So as I said, I'm using Google Chrome for the first time um, from my desktop, so I can't see any questions. Oh, we say hi. Here we go. So it's really weird. On my phone, it's not showing me who's on, which is so frustrating. It's only showing me on my phone. So let's see. I see Megan. I see Molly. Hey, you guys. Um, I see Mel, Dan, Becky. Hey, you guys. How are you all? I know we've got a couple people here that are doing our shredduary, our shredders on here that are doing our 28 workouts and our 28 meal plan, which is basically kind of um, dairy-free, gluten-free, non-inflammatory. So... Um, that's basically what it is, and 28 workouts, probably a little too basic for you guys that are triathletes. Um, pretty simple, but let's see who we have. A question about getting protein in right after the hard workout, especially when dairy doesn't sit well and you're not near home. Mm, okay, so what about a handful of nuts? Um, I do actually banana with peanut butter on top, but a handful of nuts is really good, um, Molly, for that. Um, protein powder with... I bring it by itself and then I get it water in it and I shake it up so I just use it for with water um I don't know if you like eating eggs you probably can't bring boiled eggs with you but peanut butter is high in protein um nuts um yeah I'm trying to think what else um some legumes are high but they're kind of hard to carry around too so um I would say the best thing would be like a handful of nuts um or a protein bar if you can't find anything that's um, real food it's probably the best way to go so um, let's see if there's any other questions. Can you talk about fueling between training workouts and the shredgery meal plan? Oh, let's do that. Let's do that on the next one. Um, I'll answer that question on the shredgery page. It's probably better, but fueling for workouts for triathletes, um, you guys are training a lot more than everyday people. So, you know, you're doing anywhere between 30 minutes, 40 minutes to like five or six hours. So, um, the most important thing is really fueling while you're training. If you're not doing that, that's when you're going to get sore and tired and tight muscles 
and glycogen depletion and really sore um, sore muscles and DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness the next day. So you don't want that. So um, if you're eating what you're normally eating but you're adding in the training, the key is to keep consistently eating um, during your workouts if, if it's over kind of two hours. If you've got a really high intense two hour run or bike, you can add some fuel in there, but really you don't need to feel too much under the two hour mark, but the recovery is really important. So you wanna be, oh, here's my comments over here. That's perfect. Um, so I would say that when you're doing your training, anything above two hours, you want one gram of carbohydrate per kilo of body weight per hour. So I'm 60 kilos, probably a bit heavier than that now. <laughs> but I usually had about 60 grams of carbs um, an hour while I was doing any sessions over sort of three hours. Um, the rest of the time, just water and electrolyte and maybe a little bit of a snack. But um, you don't have to overfuel. Sometimes people try to overfuel too, and then they wonder why they're not dropping down to their race weight. So you don't want to overfuel either, but um, be really careful of that. Um, just get that fueling. Protein drinks, bars, good option. Yep, exactly. Yep, and F2C, yeah, like Dan said, make a shaker. So you can put it in there and shake it up with water. Um, but yeah, I feel like nuts really are high protein. They're one of the best things to take. Um, as a post-meal snack and easy to carry, put them in a little container. Honestly, to be honest, Rinny, Marinda Carfrey, I mean, she's pretty damn good, four-time world champion. She actually used to bring boiled eggs. I'm not kidding you. I don't know how she kept them cold, but she'd bring boiled eggs and eat them after a workout. So um, she was very adamant about her training. So um, so happy to have you guys all on here. Um, next week, we are going to have like a, some coaches come on as well, some of our other coaches, so you guys get to know them a little bit better as well. So... That'll be exciting. Michael Lynn, what would you be the key principles getting faster on the bike? Great question, Michael. Absolutely great question. Okay. So there are many ways you can um, get faster on the bike. Um, if you're new to the sport and you haven't been doing it for very long, or even if you're not, um, there's many key ways. And I would say, depending on where you're at in the season, some of the key workouts are as follows. So you definitely want to be including, hopefully you're on a training plan that will at least have you covering everything that you need because you want to be doing strength. You want to be doing strength work, which is very low cadence, like a deadlift, like a squat. Get it down to like 50 cadence, but build into that. Like we always start our guys at like 70, 75 RPM, and it should feel really, really hard. It's not like you're just slowing your pedal down. It should feel like a grind in the pedal. We always tell you to do it in your time trial bars, okay? You can do it seated some of it, but most of the time we say do it in your TT bars so that you're um, training those muscles in your time trial position and they're adapting to the strength in that position. So um, you wanna try and do as much as you can in that position if you have your time trial bike or you're doing your race on your time trial bike. So you're conditioned to doing it in that. Even um, we did hill reps on a hill, if you're not on your trainer, and you do it um, up a really steep hill, and if it gets really steep, just still stay in the bars, but lift your weight off the seat a little bit just to keep the pressure through the pedals. You can actually do it like Chrissy Wellington climbing um, uh, to the turnaround at Harvey in Kona. She climbed in her time trial bars with her butt out of the seat, so she's still in that strong position. It actually helps too because your heart rate's lower because you're still aero and you're um, not using um, your heart and lungs out higher up, so I think it's a brilliant way to, to climb. Um, practice seated as well, but most of the time we can stay unless it's a really hilly epic course in our bars. So that's one thing. Start at one minute, go two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. Once you can do five minutes comfortable with no knee pain, no hammy pain, no pain at all, um, I would start doing, um, dropping it down to like from 75, drop your cadence down to 70, then try 65 and build it up. So once you're up to doing like 30 minutes at 70, you can start doing like a minute at 60, 
10 or 15 times and do a minute at 65 the next week, um, sorry, 55, 50 for the next week. So eventually you're gonna get strong enough to be able to do several minutes, even as low as 50 cadence. But ideally like start with 70 and build up from one minute, two minute the following week, three minute, five minute, 15. And if you are on a plan, you will see that. So that's one way. Um, long aerobic work is obviously going to get you cardiovascular conditioned and muscle adaptation and all your tendons, ligaments, everything, your neuromuscularly adapted um, in long uh, workouts. So that would be a long, easy aerobic ride where you're just keeping really low heart rate and going for distance, okay? You also want to do threshold work, which would be at your race threshold. So that'd be like start with shorter three-minute efforts, build up to five, eight, even 15-minute efforts and go to at and above your race pace. Um, they're kind of race pace sort of threshold type efforts or just below threshold or called high end aerobic efforts. Um, some other crazy biohacks that we do, and it's not really a hack, but it's stuff that a lot of athletes don't get given by their coaches, but it works amazing, is um, doing like max power efforts. So that would honestly be like 30 seconds flat out as hard as you can go with massive recovery, like one to four work rest ratio. So a 3.30 recovery or a 2.30 minute recovery. Um, and one minute max efforts, you wouldn't do that on the same day, um, where you're just going way up above your, um, your max power and your max heart rate. Um, hit session, hit, hits workouts like 20 on, 10 off for eight minutes, really lifts your VO2 as well. So then you're training all your energy systems. So you wanna make sure you're doing strength, aerobic, um, VO2, and then your longer try and trial like just below or some threshold ones and some just on race pace or just below your high end um, anaerobic um, threshold. So they're the ways to get faster on the bike, get a good bike fit, make sure you have good position. Uh, but great question, Michael Lint. Hopefully you're on a plan. Um, I do say, I do agree, Dan. The biggest, honestly, game changer for me and all of series athletes was really doing the real big gear work, like getting and grinding in the TT bars. And people think it's crazy because they're like, well, we don't race at 70 cadence, no, but you're conditioning your body and your engine to pushing massive gears. And you'll find if you're not used to it, that your heart rate's quite high doing it and it will adapt really quickly. And as you get stronger and stronger and stronger, your ideal race cadence, which we try to aim for is 78 to 84, depending on your body size and your muscle mass and everything like that. The leaner ones tend to be a little higher. The bigger stockier, like muscly ones like me, big quads, shorter, um, tend to be a little bit lower, like on the 78, 80. But in saying that, Rini, she's pretty short, but she's a little stocky. Her, her, her cadence when she um, had an amazing bike split in Kona was about 82. So then you're looking at like the Jan Fredanos who are around 84. Crowy, who was around 84, 86, can go a little higher. But again, guys, they're so aerobically conditioned, like they're freaks. So we're not all Jan Fredanos or, or Crowies. So yeah, great question though. Any more questions, you guys? I'm just seeing if I'm not missing any on here because... It's not really updating, but Ben's a, Ben, you guys, is a beast on the bike, and he's saying too, like the big gear is a game changer. And people talk about supplementing with weights and deadlifts and stuff like that. that that's okay in the off-season, but honestly, your best way to do this and get strength on the bike is to do strength on the bike. Okay, hill reps. Um, get on the trainer, do hill reps. If you're in a flat area, it's harder, so you probably want to crank it up on the trainer, have really high resistance, but be really careful of as I said, like knee pain and hamstring pain. You want to build into that. So it's, it's a game changer. Um, all right, any other questions, you guys? Anyone have any more questions? Um, but that's a really great question, Michael Lynn. I hope, I know Michael's been adamantly following um, everything that we do here, which is really cool. So I really hope, Michael, that helped you. 
Um, please put up if you have any more questions, you guys, because if I don't see any, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll get off here and stop embarrassing myself talking to myself. So um, we've got the protein in with the nuts. We've got the fueling. Um, oh, there was a question. What was it? I'm trying to think what it was. And we had a couple of questions about breathing while running and I have seen still people like holding their breath while they run or not breathing out their mouth. You guys remember, this is the biggest hole in your face. You want to breathe in and out your mouth. Okay, sometimes it'll come out your nose too, but always be breathing in your mouth. Um, you want to get as much air in as possible. There's hypoxic training you can do, but I don't really recommend it. So, um, yay, Michael's on our plan. Get into it. Get after it, boy. You got this. Or I should say man. Um, you got this. So, okay, any more questions, you guys? Um, we are doing, I do want to say, we are going to start doing again, and this is a promise, by next week, we're going to do a live bike session every single week. Um, just for our club, once a month, we're going to allow other people to come in and be a part of the Zoom. But uh, what we're going to do is um, just for you guys, and we don't want to offer it to everybody. That's why we're only going to go live maybe to other people outside the group once a month, if that. But Siri trains MC Maddie and uh, Becky does Karen's training, which is one of our coaches as well. So those three coaches and myself all do Siri sessions. We all do Siri sessions. So we're going to be doing a live bike session um, every single week starting next week have to choose a day it's probably either gonna be tuesday or wednesday and we're going to alternate the coaches so one week it'll be me and siri one week it'll be becky one week it'll be mc one week it might even be mel mitchell um she's in australia but she may be able to do it uh mary carmen and they'll be doing the session that siri's giving them so they're all kind of training for st george 70.3 right now which we all pray is still on i don't know i hope it is um, but they're going to be training for that. So you guys will be getting their key workouts from Siri and we're going to try and keep it um, within the group for, for now for most of the workouts because we don't really want to be sharing our key sessions. You're going to be getting all the key sessions. So um, we're going to be doing that each week so you guys will get to be a part of that. So top tips for transitions. Yes, uh, great question. Actually, I'm going to throw it out there to all our coaches. Um, the person that I can think of who'd be so good at teaching this, and Mel Mitchell, I'm going to throw you under the bus here, but I think Mel Mitchell, I'm even going to type it in right now, um, at Melanie Mitchell, should be demonstrating, um, Mel Mitchell should be demonstrating, let's do that, should be demonstrating transition. This chick was so freaking fast, like no one could beat her. I would say the keys, and I think Maddie and MC should also demonstrate. I was okay, I wasn't the best. Okay, transitions. Okay, quite a few tips on that. I'll go through it real quick, as quick as I can. Um, the first thing I would say for transition is make sure that when you walk your bike into the transition area, that you know where the rack is and you identify something to see where your bike is. And I learned this the hard way. I ran past my bike so many times, but I had two ways of identifying. I would walk my bike in, I would rack it, and there's thousands of bikes and it's harder for the age groupers because the pros get their own racks. But thankfully I never had to worry too much. But when you're an age grouper, you have no idea where your bike is. So find your rack and then find something like, oh, there's the, I don't know, there's the F2C banner and I'm right there. There's that bike there and I'm gonna recognize it with the F2C and it's like another five steps in front of that. Or the other thing I did was I would put my towel down and I would make sure my towel was further out than anyone else's towel. So people fold their towels and put their shoes on them. I would fold my towel and have it just a little further out and it was my bright yellow like Australia one that I got for um, world championships. And I would pull it out a little bit further so that when I look down the, this is sneaky, but not too far out. You don't want people to trip on it. But when I look down the transition line, when I hit my, uh, say my, my, my uh, rack, 
I could see my towel sticking out a little bit more than everybody else's. Um, some people even go to the point of putting, I've seen balloons on there, I don't think they'd allow that, but put something like a bow or a ribbon or tie something like so, so you can see it. It's really important because you can walk straight past it. But let's, um, Mel's going to do this. Mel's going to help out here because this is great. So Mel, let me know if you have any other tips that I miss. Okay, the other thing is rack your bike so that your handlebars are facing out if you can. Rack it by the seat if you can. Sometimes you can't, they don't allow it. People who have rear holders, they, they're held on usually by that. Be careful they don't snap off. But try and rack it by the seat so your handlebars are out. So when you grab it, you can run off with it forward. Sometimes that's not, you can't do that, but it's the best way. If you have to have it with your handlebars first, which sometimes they make you, be really careful because when you exit in the transition, you can like bang into people and knock people over. So if you can have handlebars out first, great. Okay, if you can put your helmet on the handlebars, I would, but make sure that it's very steady and that if the rack gets hit, it's not going to popple off. Like sometimes it depends on where I could sit it. When the handlebars are actually on the rack and um, facing and your your back tire is facing out, so you're running in and you're seeing your back tire first, you're, usually you can put your helmet on your handlebars and they won't move too much. But when you have your handlebars facing out to run out with your handlebars first, if you have a helmet on it, sometimes it can slip off the bars um, and you don't want to come into transition and be looking everywhere for your helmets being kicked around by other people. So just be careful with that. Some people used to prefer, I always put it on my bike, I just risked that. It was a choice. But for you age group guys, like there's a lot of mayhem. I, you could probably put them on your, some of you who aren't wearing the bike shoes on the bike, which you should be. Your bike shoes are on the bike, you have your helmet down there, you have the glasses under done right so your glasses open setting them inside the helmet okay facing the way you want to put them on and make sure your helmet is the right way around too so when you're looking down you go glasses helmet and then do it up okay and then you should really try and have your shoes you guys on the pedals and one thing I know Mel showed because this was so important I, I used to forget about it a little bit have your shoes at nine and three okay so like this don't have one down one up Okay, don't have it like this because when you pull it out of transition and pedal and start moving and the back wheel moves, your shoes are going to flip around. You don't want to have that. And the best way to fix that is tie little elastic bands from your heel strap on your bike shoe to the back of your um, your spindle on your, um, don't worry, it won't pull it off. It's very thin elastic band. Don't use like hair ties. Use proper rubber elastics. Um, tie that. Um, around either the the uh, rear stays and your shoes so it doesn't move or just I used to actually pull it around the um, the spindle of my, of my of my back wheel but I would yeah probably more like tie it so that it's don't use ribbon or anything like that use use elastic bands that snap like the snappy ones not the hair ones um, and tie it around the rear stay with your shoes so your shoe sits there like that and it doesn't flap because Sometimes if you don't do that, your heel kicks the ground and then your shoe flies off, okay? So you should all try practicing with your shoes on your bike. It's way, way faster than trying to run in bike shoes in transition. It's just try it in training. Keep your shoes on all the time in training. Practice getting on and off your bike with your shoes on all the time in training and you'll just get used to it. Just a big thing is look up and go by feel. Don't try looking down to put your shoe on. That's when you're going to hit things and go all over the place. Keep your head up and just go by feel. Practice it on your peloton. Practice it on your trainer. Practice it all the time. Um, okay, so you've done that. You've done the bike. You come back in. I always like to have um, my shoes on the inside and my bike on the other side. So I would run in so my shoes are right in front of me and I don't rack my bike and then have to move over to the other side to get my shoes. So make sure your shoes are on the right side and you can be a little savvy and move the bike over a little bit. Get your shoes so that you can run in, put 
and you're right in front of your shoes rather than put your bike up and then have to move around the back wheel and then get to your shoes. So have your shoes set so your bike's up there and you can rack it whichever way is quicker. You can rack it from the front, rack it from the back. They don't have rules on that. So what I would rack, rack it as quick as you can either way, probably front on because you're facing forward. Towel, shoes, socks, have the socks open inside the shoes if you're wearing socks. Um, I recommend socks for long distance, you'll get so many blisters. Long socks are good because the sweat drips down and it's absorbed by the long socks. Long socks are really good. Uh, you have short socks that drips more into your shoe and you get blisters, so go for the long socks. Um, God, there's so much. running. Practice running with your bike, exactly. Because we Mel was so good. I remember her running. I got used to doing it, but just running, holding the seat and just flying, just holding the seat. But you've got to practice it because you see people running in their bike shoes and they're running, holding their handlebars and they're clunking all over the place. Like you want to get good enough so your shoes are on. You're running like Alistair Brownlee, like all the top pros and you're holding your bike seat and you're controlling your bike with the bike seat. It's way quicker than trying to run holding the handlebars. So again, like Mel said, practice, 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 practice. Um, what else is there? I'm trying to think. Um, know, yeah, always walk through transition area. Know where your bike is, mark where your bike is. Have your towel out on the ground and it's a colorful towel, brighter than anyone else's so you can identify it. Um, same coming in, walk as you go out of the swim, walk out of the swim, this is the day before, practice it or the morning of, get out of the swim and look and go, okay, I'm going here, this is how I get to my bike. And then come in from when you come off your bike, walk through the transition and say, okay, this is where I'm gonna bring my bike and I'm gonna come up here and count the aisles. Like you could say, okay, I'm number 10 and I'm like halfway down equal with that banner. So that's a lot of information, but there's so much to it. Um, let me see what Mel's saying, your foot, yeah, pedal at three o'clock, yep, exactly, and then tie. So when the one that you've got at the back at like, um, say three o'clock, you can tie the elastic band round, I think just call it the rear stay, like that rear part of the frame on the bottom, where I guess it's where you're, yeah, where you're, I, it's a rear stay. So if you don't know what a rear stay is, look it up, but you tie it to that and then it snaps as you go. So let's see, transition conversation, getting me all excited, <laughs> Gabby, yeah. So I hope that helps you guys, but let's have um, let's have the girls do a demo. I will do one, but it's, we have gravel here, no excuse. I'm not as fast as these guys. Um, mounting the bike as well, um, I can post a video of that. I have a great, um, I have a great video of me mounting my bike, um, running with it and just jumping on. Um, I think I even had a flat tire there, so I don't recommend that at all, but mounting the bike is important. And most people's problem is comes from because they're not looking up, they're looking down and they're running into people because their head's down and they're banging into other people and they're trying to get their shoe on with their head down and their handlebars are going all over the place. So always look up and go by feel. Just feel your hand on your shoe. You feel like you need to look at it, but you really don't. I put one foot in first, pedal, 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 and then the other foot, then the Velcro, and then you're done. Okay, yeah, Mel's saying rack by the back seat. Some people can't do that because they're bars and stuff, but I would always try and rack by the back seat. Um, just be careful, your, yeah, your helmet doesn't fall off if your handlebars are facing out. Um, let's see what else there is, Mel. Amazing, thank you. Practice running with your bike, huge. Practice definitely with your bike shoes in and off. Um, okay, perfect. All right, guys, well, if there's no more questions, I'll tune out. Um, as I said, virtual workouts are, a yeah, people don't have Velcro, they have that I know, <laughs> I'm old school. See, everything's changed and I only retired four years ago. Um, don't forget virtual workouts every single week from next week. Mel Mitchell, if you wanna do a virtual one for everybody in Australia, that could work really well for, for these guys here um, to do an afternoon session. So I don't know what time it is there now, but it's kind of early-ish. I think it's like eight or so in the morning. 
that would be great for the guys here that could join in the afternoon. So let's, Mel, you can do any day that you choose. And um, I know Mel's going to do it for our Aussies, but she's probably going to do it in the morning, which is perfect because seven there is about three or four here in the afternoon. So okie dokie, you guys. Um, yep, fingers crossed for St. George. I am crossing it too. Um, yep, always preset your gear, you guys. Practice it at home. Um, I... You do like elastic shoelaces, yes, but I would recommend ones that you can loosen because often I do them too tight and then my foot goes numb and you do not want that. I made some massive stuff-ups with having my elastic laces too tight. If you can get really good laces that don't come undone, especially for Ironman, I would use those rather than elastic, but make sure you practice and practice in those shoes for long runs and everything because if they're too tight, it can be a nightmare and your feet swell way more in an Ironman they do, than they do in training. So just make sure they're looser. I do prefer just tying my laces normally. So, Jenna, I don't have the virtual workout dates yet. That's going to be decided by Becky, MC, uh, Mel and Mary Carmen are going to do one day a week rotating. I'm going to do one too, but it'll be like every week we'll change each coach and it'll either be a Tuesday or a Wednesday morning, um, probably six or seven in the morning. So we will let you know. Um, so I hope this came across clear. It's the first time I've used um, Chrome on my Mac for um, the live chats, but it's looking really cool. Um, awesome, you guys. Any more questions, you guys? Uh, let us know too, um, real quick right now, who's on here, the people that are on here. Would you do a bike workout in the evening if they're on in the evenings, or do you prefer the mornings? Um, let us know evening or mornings, because I know that if Mel does do one in the morning, say like at five or six in the morning, it's at least two or three in the afternoon, and some of you may be able to do that and jump on too. So we are doing a camp. We're not allowed to have it until, because we're still in the red zone here, we're not allowed to have it until our state's allowed to, or our, our, our county's allowed to have more people. So we're limited to like 11, which is not that worthwhile, although it would be. Um, there may be a secret one in Breckenridge with another group that we're going to beg to bring some of our guys to, but that's so close. It's in a couple of weeks. So hopefully if that pulls off, we'll let you know about it. But... For us, it probably won't be till about May or June when they restrict pull the red zone restrictions off Boulder County. Um, but we will definitely keep you posted. Um, Series 10K, you guys, remember it's the 21st of Feb. It's like in three weeks' time. Um, it is not too late to get the meal plan and the workouts for shredgery if you wanted to do it. It ends at midnight tonight. But if you wanted to get the meal plans and do a stomach reset, if you have gut issues or anything like that, you can still sign up, you guys. Um, that's still available, so make sure you reach out to me if you want that. Um, we are going to do actual sessions as programmed on the day. Yes. Yep, so that's it. Yep, we're going to be doing sessions for these virtual workouts, you guys. It'll be the session that the coaches have given these um, athletes. So you'll be doing the pros workout. So I think it's really cool. You'll be getting a taste of what Siri gives, Mary Carmen and Becky and MC, and you'll be doing whatever workout they have on the day. And I'll be coaching you through it, and Siri will come on and coach you through it because as the coaches are doing the workouts, they're probably not going to be able to talk that much so you'll get the workout and then you'll just do it and most of the time you shouldn't be able to talk anyway because these are going to be really hard key workouts so you're going to get a glimpse into what they're getting training for st george 7.3 or whatever race they're doing so yep sweet all right you guys um laurie's saying morning morning am or pm does depend on PST or EST. But the good thing is, like, if Becky's doing it where she lives in Carolina, North Carolina, NC, I think it's NC. Wait, is it? I'm trying to remember. Um, that'll be a different time zone to when MC does it here, um, mountain time. So it may not be the same time every week. So hopefully, um, and then Maddie's in Wisconsin, so hopefully that those time zones will be able to be 
suitable for everybody. So you'll all get to be a part of it um, each week or every couple of weeks. So yay, love you guys. Thank you so much for being on. Um, so excited and um, keep staying tuned. Remember all our discounts that we have, use them you guys. Um, we have such amazing sponsors now. Um, we're so excited. We really hope the races are on this year. We're praying they're still on. If not, you've always got Series 10K. Oh, South Carolina. Sorry, Becky. Series 10K coming up. I've been posting the 10K sessions um, every day so you guys get a taste of it. I actually forgot to do today, so that just reminded me to do it. But um, let me know if you're doing it. And if you haven't signed up, I can send you guys a link. It's free. We'd love everybody to be a part of it. 21st of February. It's on a Sunday. So you can include it in your long run. So... Um, thank you guys. Love you all. Joe Hernandez, you're a gift to this group. We're so excited to have you too. Benny, Jan Janet, um, thanks so much. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys again soon next week, if not before. We love you. Bye. Hi there, Cam here again. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, if you want to join these chats live, you can do so by joining the club at teamseriousclub.com.